Well, welcome Anthem Church and anyone else who is joining us here for Christmas Eve. We are so excited to get to be with you, be with you, uh, and share with you uh, several things uh, that we get to celebrate and enjoy together. Kevin's going to be teaching us in a minute from Luke chapter 2 about the wonder of Christ's birth. And we will get to celebrate not only Christ's arrival, but his word to us. Uh, we have some fun family time videos, some kids dancing, as well as some greetings from the church family that were, I'm sure you're excited to see yourself uh, on camera. And then we have some wonderful music that's been shared with us from a, a church that we love called Imago Day in Downey, California. This is a church that uh, we got to help plant and have had a relationship and a partnership with over the years and so excited to have their gifts bless us this Christmas Eve with a few songs. We are glad to be with you and I just wanted to say welcome. Let me pray for our time and then we'll dive in. Father God, we thank you that you have come to us in Christ Jesus. And as we turn now and just take a brief moment to ponder, to celebrate that reality, that truth, that gift, we ask that, that even through this medium that you would speak to us, that you'd touch our hearts and that we'd be changed because of you, God, with us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Enjoy. Let man 
from the Rodmans. Welcome, my name's Kevin. I'm one of the pastor elders here at Anthem Camarillo. And Merry Christmas. What a joy it is to be celebrating the birth of Jesus together. So wherever we might find you, right here, right now, uh, we just hope and pray that God blesses you. 
uh, as you get to receive and partake of the Christmas story uh, and what Jesus has done on our behalf. I'm not sure what your December or really the last 10 months have been like for that matter for you, but it hasn't been exactly the smoothest sailing for me. I've had some great moments, but I've had a lot of low moments. I've had moments of success. I've had plenty of moments of failure. I've had more moments than I'd like to admit of scattered brainedness, if that's a word. There's been many moments of shuffling my feet and trying to figure out how to move forward well. And thankfully, God's word has been such a source of comfort this year. And truly believe that like it says in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Interesting with that picture is that a lamp only lights up so far. I think my problem was more often than not, I was wanting the path to be fully illuminated all the way to the end and the sides and everything. But I don't know if you've ever walked out in the wilderness or been on a night hike or something along those lines. You, you can't see really well where the light isn't. And man, I don't know why, but a lot of my 2020 felt like I was trying to peer into the fog. I was trying to peer into the space and where the darkness, or excuse me, where the light wasn't shining. And I'm so thankful for God's word and, and the truth that it brings. It truly is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. And I was reminded in Matthew 6 that I need not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. So what I realized for me this last year and season there has been a lot of looking around, sometimes being paralyzed by all the options or maybe not enough. But I have found one thing to be pretty true among a lot of us, that there is a, a weariness that's been present. And I'm so thankful that that's exactly where Jesus comes in. He comes into a weary world surrounded by darkness. And so we're going to dive into God's word. We're going to be in Luke 1 and Luke 2 today as we're reminded of what took place over 2,000 years ago. I don't want to make light of our current situation at all, but we aren't alone in having a weary time leading up to the coming of Jesus. Leading up to the birth of Jesus, there was a great deal of shock and turmoil while simultaneously a beautiful willingness to trust God in the midst of one of the most shocking of circumstances. And we're going to pick up in, in Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. I, I, lo I love this. Here she is. She, an angel pops up next to her and she, he basically says, hello, God loves you. He's proud of you. He's found, you have found favor with him. And she's like, I'm terrified. 
And so the angel responds, do not be afraid, Mary. He reminds her, you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, which means deliverer or rescuer. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, the Promised One, the Messiah. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So here we have this beautiful story, this background of the birth of Jesus. Mary's at most 16 years old. She's engaged to Joseph. And now she has this shocking news that she's going to give birth. And it's not Joseph's baby, it's God's. Can you imagine all the thoughts going through her mind? You guys hear me say things like this all the time, but we forget that Mary is a real person. She's a young woman. Can you imagine what it might have been like for her? First, the shock of an angel. I'd be terrified too if an angel appeared to me. I think I'd, I want to say that like I'd play it cool and calm and collective, but the reality is that I would probably have to throw away my drawers after that experience. This angel appears and then there's this shocking promise that God is going to cause a baby to grow in her stomach. That might just be a little bit weird if you were a 16-year-old girl. And then it keeps getting more shocking. And, and to, his name is going to be called Jesus, Rescue or Deliverer. He goes on to explain that he's going to be the promised Messiah. And oh yeah, by the way, his kingdom will never end. Whoa. And then there's the small details of like having to tell her fiance, hey, I promise it wasn't some other dude. God visited me. I think God knew that that was going to be a tough sell. So he, by God's grace, sent an angel to Joseph to help explain the situation as well. But I want us to see how beautiful Mary's response is at the end. She says, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What an amazing response. I wonder how different 2020 might have looked and this isn't for us to look back with guilt or shame, but how different might 2020 have looked if this was our response? Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. No matter what else happens, let that be true of me. And I love what she says, let it be to me according to your word. Almost a little bit reminiscent of Psalm 119 
Let your word be illuminated in front of us and, and may we walk according to that no matter what else might happen around us. We love that response. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. The story continues still in Luke 1, 78 through 79. This is Zechariah. He is prophesying over John the Baptist and over Jesus. In verse 78 and 79, he says this. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. The sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the midst of peril of death. And he will guide our feet in the way of peace. Jesus is coming to give light to those who sit in darkness. And he will guide our steps. He will guide our peace. And so what's necessary next is that Jesus is actually born. And that's where we are now in Luke 2. As we read the famous Christmas story, God, would you illuminate this text again to us? Would it be fresh and it says this, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world would be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Not going to go too far down a rabbit trail here, but you want to talk about being frustrated about what some of your governing leaders might be asking of you. Here's Mary, nine months pregnant, has to travel 90 miles on foot in winter through dangerous terrain, and she has to go to the town where Joseph's family's from. Why? Simply because that's where his family's from. And the governor said, hey, we need to count people. Might be a little bit frustrating. So they went and were registered. And they left and they went to Bethlehem because it was the house of the lineage of David. End of verse 4. And there he was to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And they were there. And the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same, range, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. 
And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at the, what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Jesus has been born. And this is good news for all people. Jesus is here. Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Rescuer is born. And so starting with Mary and Joseph to the shepherds till now, the weary world rejoices. Yes, there is still darkness around, but light has broken in. Jesus has broken in and is shining brightly. And because of that, that doesn't mean there's no suffering anymore, but because of it, we now have a hope because Jesus didn't, wasn't just born, he also was born in order that he might die, that we might be redeemed, reconciled, and brought back into right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. This is why the weary world rejoices. I love what Isaiah 9, 2, and 6 through 7 says. It's also repeated in Matthew 4. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That promise that was given hundreds of years ago to Isaiah, now 2,000 years ago, has been fulfilled and begun to be fulfilled through Jesus. Today, perhaps, far more of us than we'd like to admit might be a little bit weary with the way things are right now. And what a beautiful moment and opportunity for us to remember that light has broken in and that light is not a thing, it's a person, it's Jesus who came humbly in the form of a man. We need to be reminded of the truth that Jesus, he is Lord at thy birth. He is king. And his kingdom will fill one day the ends of the earth. And one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As we close our time, I want to invite you 
to not just consider Jesus, but to remember him and to rejoice in him. Rejoice that he's come. Rejoice that that light has broken through. That doesn't mean ignore all the other circumstances around, but let us delight in the fact that Jesus has come. You see, it's not just the Bible that is a light unto our path. It's Jesus himself. May we cling to him, rejoice in his arrival, and walk step by step in him as he illuminates our path through his word and presence through the Holy Spirit. Would you rejoice in Jesus this Christmas? Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We thank you for who you are, what you've done. We thank you for coming and taking upon yourself flesh. And not only that, but living a perfect life and then going to the cross on our behalf. And we know that it's by your wounds that we are healed through faith in you. And so we praise you and we thank you for that. We thank you that you have broken into the darkness, that the darkness doesn't scare you, that your light is victorious over it. And so we just invite you to continue to shine brightly in and through us. And Lord, would we respond in great rejoicing. For truly there is great news that Jesus Christ, the Savior, has been born. We love you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to continue worshiping Jesus together as our friends from Imago Day lead us in O Holy Night.
came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night i hear the
quiet, a star shining in the sky. Below in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping. Oh, what a glorious night! Oh, what a glorious night! Hi, Merry Hi. Christmas! Hi. Well, it's been so great to be able to journey together uh, through this Christmas Eve service. And we're so thankful for the opportunity to do this, even though it might be a little different from maybe what our ideal is, but we're thankful that God is with us. He is Emmanuel. So Merry Christmas. May God bless you. Would he keep you? Would he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace? God bless you guys.